Hello and welcome to the big stream from thebiglead.com. My name is Stephen Douglas. Here with me as he is with me every Sunday is Kyle Coster. We are here to talk about Succession. Uh, the latest episode came out on Sunday evening as it usually does. And we are ready to go full reverse Viking. Kyle, it was a eventful episode. It's election eve. We're having a party. All our favorite characters are getting together. They're mingling. First of all, who are you pulling for in the election? Not that uh, we really know. We've got Mencken and uh, who's our other guy? Jimenez? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you. I think we know enough. Uh, I think it's quite clear what the stakes of this election are. And I don't think like Kendall cheers to we're going to stay sane and stay friends after this one. Yeah, this is uh, this one was a rough watch for me um i i have some complaints or at least some observations it was not a vintage 60 minutes for me there was some a lot of confusing stuff going on i think maybe for a point of entry we can just kind of tick through what happens here uh big picture uh tom and shiv blow up in spectacular fashion like uh roman's rocket a I, they clear the air, which is great. And uh, Tom says he feels better. I don't believe him for some reason. Uh, I think I read something like 90% of communication is nonverbal. And uh, the way his face and body were just generally jello did not reflect the words coming out of his mouth. Lucas Matson, uh, he's a real mess, huh? Um, yeah. He flies overnight. Um to New York, a boring city uh, that does not famously have it going on. Um, you know, put that on a mug and sell it in your gift shops. Uh, for a charm offensive in which he confusingly, he and his team act like the biggest losers in the history of this show, which is saying something considering we're almost 50 episodes in. We've sent, seen any number of deplorable human beings um, and this leads to the moment where Waystar Jesus, Kendall Roy, my main man, uh, the protagonist of this show, the only good guy, the one who has it together. Uh, I'm just stating facts here. He's got this idea. He pulls old Frank into a coat room, just Frankie boy and Kendall for a quick five. Uh, even if Frankie, oh, Frankie doesn't want to hear it, uh, that uh, Lucas has... Um, you know, those numbers over in India, they would make sense if there's two Indias, but there's only one. That's a bit of a problem, especially for Shiv. She somehow navigates this uh, river wild situation she finds herself in. And Scuttlebutt is a foot that, uh, you know, maybe it's Waystar that acquires Gojo. Yeah. Uh, what if uh, what if it turns out that Kendall's just the hero? And this entire thing was ne- this show was never actually comedy. Uh, this is just the uh, the story of a uh, very rich boy pulling himself up by the bootstraps and proving his proving himself to his father who is dead. Yeah, Matson is a mess. That, that's a great way to put it. Um, he keeps bringing along his head of comms for some reason. I don't know. Maybe if I was sending. I mean, I, I guess I understand his thinking. You know, this is someone who he sends uh, bricks of blood to. Uh, he obviously cares for her very much. Um, so he wants her with him. 
but also it seems bad that she is with him at all times. I don't, I mean, yeah, not many decisions by many people made sense. Uh, the only thing that really made sense was uh, that we should try the fruity red. Uh, the bubbles are classy or some shit. It's what uh, separates those who have a good palate with the Malbec morons. Also <laughs> returning here, and, and I'll just say it right here. I I, I feel like this is going to be the most negative podcast I ever put out because I, I just, like, Nate shows up. Um, and we had to pause it, and I had to try to explain to my wife who Nate was in this verse <laughs> and where he would come into play. I don't think I exactly have it correct. Like I got the general gist of what needs to go on here and, and where it ends is by him telling Kendall that he's not Gil and Kendall's not Logan. And that's a good thing, but they're not going to do this smoky room BS. Um, that just adds to Tom's theory uh, I guess is the only way to say it. This this was a party he was so exciting, so excited to host. You saw him bringing hors d'oeuvres to his disinterested I, uh, wife adjacent uh, piece of content IP uh, in, in Shiv <laughs> at the beginning. And, and it just does not go well. And there's only so much a man can take. And I, and maybe if Nate was there just to like push him over the edge for this huge moment we got, which was absolutely fantastic. Like watching them, this has been a slow simmering risotto for five seasons. And finally we got some real talk uh, out of Tom and I was proud of him uh, on one hand, but I was also just kind of like depressed for him. Like, why did it take you this long? And you're in a, far less happy place at this point of your life because of all the decisions that you've made. And then I think it's a bad sign anytime when you retreat from a private liaison and, and announce that everybody needs to go home, that you're not kidding several <laughs> times. Uh, I need to go to bed. Uh, it's so funny when someone's hosting a party and a show uh, and they need to go to bed and people won't leave their apartment. Uh, and this is what we saw, but it kind of speaks to my general perception of this entire episode, which Felt like kind of sitcom-y. Uh, the characters were so broad. Um, and acting, I felt like, in a way that was far more irrational than their previous self, even if the irrationability has been ratcheted up to high levels throughout the entire series. Well, I, I think the because it's something that dawned on me when they had the meeting in the morning. And, I mean, this is still only like a couple days after Logan died. So everybody is still dealing with a lot of shit um i mean two or three weeks in uh tv viewer land is like months and they're still on this uh they're still like in the same week it seems um so it makes sense that everybody is like still lashing out still uh trying to figure out their emotions they they don't even have the like one of the the things that kind of uh, pushed aside was uh, when Roman finally stepped up to uh, to do the eulogy. Uh, you know, he's going to do the eulogy, and I feel like this is going to be another thing. But that's another thing that has popped up. Like I thought, we thought this election was going to be like the big thing this season, mm -hmm. and it really hasn't. Uh, we thought like I mean, it's kind of just about 
it seems like the entire final season now is about the sale and whether or not that goes through. Um, so now they're, it feels like they're going to find enough fake uh, numbers that they're going to be able to reverse engineer the entire thing and buy Gojo, which we have no idea what the hell it is. Do you know what Gojo is? It's a sub. It's a subscription service. Uh, Nate's paying $9.99 a month. Uh, do you have a Gojo subscription? I, I don't. Uh, I would imagine the way I envision it is it's kind of like a, a thing where you turn your television on and you get like memes. Like to me, it kind of <laughs> sounds like something that would be kind of like a cool hip internet that also has like some sort of um, uh, connectivity uh, engagement. Uh, I don't know, maybe people at home are the creators as well. Like I would imagine this is heavily UCG. He, we know that he believes that people are data um, and, and that can cause him to stick his dick in the guac uh, of classic party foul. Uh, but I don't imagine him having a high opinion of viewership, both in America and, and uh, in Scandinavia. They have two India's worth of subs. And yet it seems like their main reason, which we've heard previous episodes, previous seasons, is uh, because Waystar... Royco has the content that's what they're buying for the content. So it's, it's very unclear what Gojo is. It's just this, uh, this idea of a, uh, of a tech company um, that Matson apparently didn't even create. Uh, he just got a box of technology, which is nice. If anyone out there wants to give me a box of tech that I can sell for billions of dollars or start to make generate billions of dollars for myself. Uh, hit me up on my email, my Twitter, DM me, whatever. Uh, I'm in. I, I promise as a bonus, that I will not mail blood to anyone, no matter how cool I think they are. Gojo is having troubles. Um, the, the Roy's are still dealing with with that, Jerry got to come in and have her uh, fuck off talk with uh, Roman. Um, Greg is still just flailing. Greg, the Greg doing the uh, the digital firing, the Zoom call to a hundred people um, is both hilarious and yet uh, so goddamn dark. Uh, based on where we are, it's so real. It's like if up in the air was a horror movie mm -hmm. um, and up in the air is so good. Um, and this is just, just Greg having no idea who anyone is uh, having. And all he does is like get co Tom coffee basically. And he goes in, sits in front of the zoom and like reads this statement. There's just absolutely nothing there. While Tom's uh, to the side, making jerk off motions. Yeah. Uh, pretending to cry. Yeah, it's just so it's it's very dark. And and the worst part is Matson's like, oh, that's awesome. You know, uh, yeah, you can you can sit here and uh, share a blunt with us. That's cool. I, I mean, they smoked a lot of weed. Uh, I, I respected it. Um, I don't <laughs> think that explains away some of the toxic behavior mm -hmm. over there at uh, old Gojo department. Um, yeah, Greg. So. There was a point when he was doing the firings when it ceased to be kind of funny and entertaining to me and started to be like, I, I just kind of got like a pit in my stomach because it was like, it felt like 
the step between humans firing people and, and robots firing people. Cause essentially that's the existence he was living in kind of like that in between space, like a Greg, a, a Greg fires you. Uh, but he ingratiates himself to that camp over there by just being the worst. That's he's tried everything. Uh, he's tried being himself and, and that didn't work. So he's just going to uh, cosplay, I guess, at this point as as just a terrible human being. Uh, and, and it's going to advance his career if Gojo somehow emerges through this. But if he's cosplaying as it, he actually is it. You don't get to just be this shithead and then wash your hands of it. This is Greg. This is what Greg wants to be. So fuck Greg. No, it's a it's a good point because we get we get lost in the in the trappings of Nicholas Braun and and how funny he used to be, uh, and, and how low the stakes used to be. Uh, but yeah, I mean he's he's morphed. I mean I think if you took like if you charted it out through the course of the series, it would probably be pretty stark and alarming if you just wrote down the things that he was doing now and showed it to someone um, in season two. Madsen's running a, a terrible operation over there, <laughs> and I. I I'm heartened and excited that Oscar Good Johnson has played such a big part <laughs> of this season. I did not have that coming. I remember when we did the stock game, we were just like, okay, well, we're never going to think about this person again. He was like, at one point, I thought that was going to be the turning point of the entire episode. Um, he was acting a fool. He was blowing smoke uh, in Gary or Greg or whatever his name is space. Gary. They were just the worst, and I hated every single one of them. And Eva is is obviously she's sympathetic, or she's meant to be, but she's so cold herself that it doesn't really radiate off the screen. And a really maybe the thing the episode succeeded most at was showing, hey, the Roy's kind of comparatively have it together because when yeah. we were over in Sweden, like it did not feel like a fair fight. That felt like you know, the, the company deck they give you that, that everything looks awesome. Uh, they come over stateside uh, for a home and home and they have like lost all their powers. Like, I don't know if it's jet lagged. Uh, I don't know uh, if it's yeah, I, the brand of uh, humanism happening out in, uh, in the streets of America compared to Sweden, but like they sucked and I hated them. And, and, and it just pushed me to root for the Roy's and and Roman and, and Shiv are both being pretty awful right now. And that leaves one man at the top of the mountain and he has the most baggage of them all, but he's been acting the most sensibly and, and almost like you, you kind of ride with him. And so this episode pushed me further and further over to old Ken. Yeah. And, and how is Eba not out of there already? She, she should have lawyered up and fin like, she's going to hang on. I mean, this is supposed to be election Eve, so it's early November. And she's not getting out until February. Um, seems like she would have had her, she would have like gone to start a family or something in a press release and just, um, and just been out there with her hundreds of millions of dollars the way that Jerry is going to be now. Um, yeah, not a lot made sense. I, I completely agree with you there. Um, I mean, the most, I, I guess the most uh, enjoyable part of the episode was uh, our man, Connor, um, who's kind of stepped up. He's He seems like he's uh, coordinating the funeral. 
Uh, he's letting his siblings do the uh, do the big talk. Uh, but he's also, I mean, he's exploding in Alaska right now. Mm -hmm. And then he's negotiating with uh, Cousin Larry for a, uh, a premier um, ambassadorship somewhere. And then him and Willa, um, yeah, he, he goes to talk to his woman about Oman. And they decide they're going to stay in. And it seemed... And from the 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 coming uh, attractions or whatever you want to call it, the next on, uh, it's they kind of may have. It's like, oh man, anything could happen. It's like, I I just want to live in a world where succession entertains the thought of Connor somehow winning the presidency. Uh, that would easily be the that would be the funniest way for the show to end. Connor becoming president. Um, I I don't think that's going to happen. But I, I do think his uh his him gaining his one percent, him gaining the one percent, being part of the conversation, and then going on the speaking circuit is uh going to have major, major impact on uh Waystar Royal. I have a serious question for you, and it's how familiar are you with Mogadishu? Uh not very. That's 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 the truth. Well, I can I can tell it. you, uh, they they have nice living arrangements where you can live in a above ground compound. Uh, it was very important to Willa. But essentially, what what's going on here is that Mencken wants Connor to drop out. He believes that mm -hmm. Connor's uh, base will almost all vote for him, and he's he's uh, experiencing kind of like a late uh, depression in the polls. And, and Connor has a winning hand here. Um, you know, yeah. like he's often painted as the, you know, the, the black sheep of the family, but he's, he's somewhat savvy. Like I, I expect he's going to get something, uh, good out of this and he knows the value. He, I mean, he, he had his eyes set on, on South Korea to be an ambassador, North Korea, really just any place with a nuke. If you sent him to a place that didn't have a nuke, he would be insulted. That's a non-starter. And and I just I like that I their relationship with Willa is really blossomed uh, and, mm. and like I'm honestly enjoying how supportive she is of him and how good of a team they make. Um, but yeah, it is like yeah, if we get to to next week and it's just like uh oh the the shock of the century, Connor Roy has won the presidency. I, I think that they would probably lose everybody. Uh, it would be a hilarious bit to do, but I would say that would be fully going off the rails. I'm expecting, uh, since we're on that vein, I, I think this is going to all end with the eulogy. Um, why else would it have been a thing that they talked about uh, at the front of the episode, at the back of the end episode, as like something that mattered? I, if we're on the timeline here, it, it certainly makes sense. Next week is going to be the election, and then we're going to have a wrap-up episode, which we now know is going to be 90 minutes. But I would expect that if if Vegas put a line out, I, I would be pretty interested in some action on that uh, at, at some reasonable odds. Yeah, eulogy of Logan Roy slash uh, the traditional media slash, I don't know, rich white people. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that does make sense. It, it, it's grand. Uh, you got your funeral, which is, seems like more of a, a penultimate episode thing, but you know, who knows? And maybe, uh, Kendall and can get up there and they can, they can do that living plus, uh, 
that living plus presentation that uh never came to be when uh roman backed out and he did apologize for that this episode which was nice well yeah when we haven't spoken about him uh yet so so let's get to it uh roman his shirts have never been tighter this man <laughs> this man is like he looks like the rock out there uh different bodies not a good one for him not a good one for him whatsoever um it, it sounds like he's going to be paying quite a good amount of money to jerry and hush payments now i do see the track to his return uh and it's going to be next week with the election because nobody's tighter with Mencken than he is and he could really emerge as as maybe the most powerful person uh at the end of next week but but right now he's he's not doing well and i think that like a brief spot at the beginning of this season we were thinking okay well maybe he has it maybe he's the one who could actually put it together and do this uh now i'm not saying that kendall is going to succeed uh and and is and is going to be great but i think that we've pretty clearly over the last few episodes seen that if either of the other two had tried this it would have gone, I, I would wager to say, much, much worse. Yeah, I, I don't know if anyone's really going to succeed at this point. Um, and what Rowan did was he he alienated Jerry, and it seemed like she put it right out there. She's like, I could have gotten you there. Uh, but he, he fucked up, uh, which he has done every step of the way. Um, that's that's kind of their thing. Uh, they're the fail sons. And the failed daughter Shiv. Um, so I I don't think there's a happy ending, and I I don't think there should be, which is uh which is good. I just but the, again, this is another episode where the uh the witty repartee was uh few and far between. Uh it was very dark. Uh, but the I mean Shiv and uh Tom going out on the balcony, and you we you talked about earlier, but like, I mean, that's a great scene, but it's like, I feel like they've kind of done this before. They just keep getting more and more mean. And it seems like being mean kind of uh, brought them back together in previous episodes. So I, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe this is just uh, the start of another great reconciliation, but yeah. Um, back to back to roman he he was very bad this episode he was very out of sorts which again makes sense because we're only a couple days removed from his father's uh shocking to him death uh there's not been much sleep they traveled to sweden and back or uh, maybe not uh, somewhere in slovakia's uh last week and now he's just he's I mean, I, I don't think he's a Nazi, but he's uh, he's going to he's backing the uh, the Nazi candidate for the good of the company that uh, the right wing company that he's running. So I don't know. It's it's just a lot of bad looks, a lot of bad looks for our boy Roman. Yeah, I agree. I'll, I'll tell you this much. Uh, when it came time to divide and conquer, uh, he was not tasked with talking to the libtards. Uh, he went over <laughs> to the old uh ss brigade over there on the far right i feel like we should probably hit a few things we actually did like uh before we get to stock up stock down buy or sell whatever we remember to call it in the episode <laughs> description one thing that i really enjoyed 
um, was the little lines of of, of brilliance. Uh, Kendall once again gave a really good talk. He gave an amazing speech, um, welcoming everybody. He said, "We watch history, we make history, and then one day we become it." That's good. That's good. Yeah. Money and gossip—that's everything. Sure, the barbs were really good in this. 60 minutes. I, I just don't think they were as fun. Like it just, everything seemed uh, to have a really sharp edge uh, and that's good. And maybe we needed that because uh, you know, I think that maybe there was a bit of a course correction coming as we come to a close here. Uh, you know, it, it, it's hard to imagine the last five episodes really being fun in games. Uh, and it, they haven't been fun in games since uh what episode two uh, Logan died in three. And I think that that's kind of how you got to tie this thing up because I think that we need to show things are really fractured and not just like have it fall apart in the last two episodes. I think this is probably about the right timeline for everything coming to a big head, even if maybe the last little turns on the, on the track um, uh, are a little more sobering uh, in, not as like flighty uh and memorable as the ones that came from came before yeah everybody's a mess right now everybody is acting like a mess there's none of that i don't think it doesn't feel like there's any of that backroom dealing any of the stuff that we're not seeing you know where people are like making moves and setting things up uh none of the like game of thrones type twists um it's just we're seeing all these people just flailing absolutely flailing trying to uh, save their jobs. I mean, that's, and that's ultimately what broke Tom. Matson said to Nate that he was uh, thinking about changing leadership at the top of ATN. And that moved back to Tom with somebody saying that uh, he could be somewhere else, I think. And that's kind of what broke Tom. And there was, from there, once he lost his job, or thought he was going to lose his job. He lost his complete sense of self. And that's when he's like, let's clear the air, which of, um, well, like the 40, what God, this is, this, this show just makes everything look so bleak. Uh, you got 40 of the most important people in the world and they're drinking uh shitty wine and that Tom is trying to push on them by, uh, making it look scarce. And, they're all and they just why don't you just go to go home so tom can go to bed because he has to get up in the morning and try out try and rile up all the crazy people on tv i gotta tell you i thought that both carly flight the pod goddess and landon <laughs> and landon uh that creep that made a couple appearances out of nowhere i think that they were out all night i would imagine they stayed and burned the midnight oil Spending a positive out of maybe a little more negative observation is that they do the intense stuff really well. And and you mm. said that the, the flailing is happening in, in full public right now. And, and they hit us over the head with that, uh, both with Tom and Shiv. Yeah, I know the door was shut, but that was at a big party. Like everybody <laughs> knows what happened there. They're a little planned to say, hey, uh, we had a nice little break, but now we're back and we're giving each other scorpions. Uh, it, it's not going to work. Nobody's going to believe it. And then I thought the, probably the best scene was uh, when Kendall and Lucas were having their little pissing match mm. um, in front of everybody about uh, their assorted 
misdealings in, in the financial department uh, and, and possible liability and legal ramifications that might come from that. That was awesome. And that felt intense. And again, I think the last 20 minutes were really ramped up. Uh, I mean, for God's sakes, like this one closes with saying um, you're not fit to have children. Um, oh, not great uh, when Tom doesn't know that news. Uh, so it, it's a punch in the gut and, and it's difficult to watch at times. And, and I don't feel warm and fuzzy. Not that I ever did watching Succession. I just I kind of feel the weight of it on my shoulders. And, and honestly, that's like a testament that they they performed it and, and handled it really well. Yeah, it's still very well performed. Um, everything's, I mean, the performances are all still great. I mean, and that's that's why you're really here because none of this matters. Um, sure, it feels like uh, the fate of America is hanging over your head, but we know from reality that uh, sometimes the good guy winning doesn't uh, necessarily change much. So. I think Tom will be all right. Um, he can go to uh, ATN's o OAN after this, and uh, he can recruit a, a certain uh, unemployed host and uh, turn everything right around. <laughs> Worst sequel ever. All <laughs> right, it's time for buy or sell. A uh, lot of people in this episode. We're going to keep it snappy for you. We'll go right from the top. Greg? Uh, buy? Um, he, he's cutthroat and he's willing to fire anybody and tell everyone all about it. Yeah. He, what did he say? Um, <laughs> he said some things, some really nice things. He said, he said some things. He said some things that he was reading off a piece of paper. Da, 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 da. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to hear da, 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 da when you're getting fired. That's, uh, that's how you end up with some confusion in the chat. Yeah, it's going well for him. Uh, not uh, moral compass wise, but business wise, things are looking up. He's a buy for me. We have Roman up next. Uh, I I feel like he might be a uh, sell. Uh, just uh, he's on the struggle bus right now. Uh, not much working out for our boy. Yeah, and it, he didn't really have a, a ton to say. Uh, tonight he was just kind of like he felt like he was just being an annoying person um, and in little small talk and, and not even like one liners like just real juvenile stuff like someone would say something to him and he'd be like no 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 and it's just kind of like all right uh, that did not bring his a game um, and maybe he doesn't care about those thought leaders uh, he was really primarily focused on the election uh, and trying to do Mencken's bidding. And it didn't seem like that was a huge success as of yet. Now that's subject to change. We got old coat room, Frank. Yeah. Um, I, I think a winner here is the coat room. Um, I, I really enjoyed seeing one of the, uh, one of the rooms with uh, those huge coat racks. They really, they really explained to you just how many people were there. Look at all these jackets. Um, but yeah, Frank, he, he kept himself uh, busy. He tried to look like he was having fun. Um, so I guess that Frank would be a buy because he is about to go for reverse Viking. Yeah, it's a buy. Uh, it's a dangerous move. That's why uh, they outlawed it in the WCW. But I, I think that there's possibility here 
that it could be okay. And if we know one thing about Frank is that he just kind of always ends up on top. And even when he ends up on the bottom, it just spits him right back out to where he was before. He, he's kind of uh, living a Groundhog Day type existence, which I mean, I guess is all you can ask for when you get into that realm. We got Willa. Uh, she's got some questions um, about the Persian Gulf, as we all would. What do you got her as? Um, I mean, I guess Will would be a buy. You know, she's standing by her man. She's she seems like one of the uh, the the remaining good on the sliding scale of good bad uh, characters that we have. So, you know, Connor seems like he's about to. He's exploding in Alaska, so at the very least, Willa will have a nice house in Alaska. She could be a plus one at any upcoming UN function if the things mm-hmm. break the right way. But I, I did think to myself, it, I think that Mencken probably wants us out of the UN. I would imagine that's probably front and center for him. She didn't have a lot to do tonight, like I said. Uh, I I. I think she might lose the argument about where they go like i could see her the place she doesn't want to live why do i know that because i think she's done it the entire series we got four minutes left before the break on tom big episode um by her cell big cell for our, our boy tom um as an actor um matthew mcfadden uh another strong performance I believed that he was tired the entire episode. Um, but do not suggest that he drink coffee because then he'll be up all night. Um, so as as a character, he, uh, very rough. seems like uh, he finally did lose his wife there, um, which I don't think he wanted to do because he loved her. Um, so Tom losing job, wife, and... Uh, just not getting a good night's rest when he needs a big loss. It's the culmination of all the years. It wasn't what he's been doing the last few days that he's so tired. Like he's just tired of it all. Uh, and he, and he showed that at the end there, uh, finally let go. Now he can finally get some damn sleep. The acting, like you said, uh, yeah, he, yeah, I thought he was tired. He made me tired. Uh, I thought it was great. Uh, he's, he's, he's a sell. Cause he's, he's, he's pathetic, man. Like at the beginning he's, he's bringing her food. And I wrote down, it feels like when he was like kind of his own at his like peak impotent self um, and, and just not showing any type of sparks that would show me that he could lead waste our Royko, even if a series of deaths occurred, but then in front of Lucas, he was like, oh, you know, it's classic Michael Scott, um, Jim Helper, big picture day to day thing. And he's just like, well, what do you want to hear? Uh, and Lucas immediately called him out on it, which was kind of like one of his more likable moments tonight. But I was just not impressed. Like uh, the party wasn't great either. Uh, I know that this was supposed to be a big <laughs> event, but uh, some weird stuff happened. It just wasn't a big success. They get kicked out too early honestly i don't know uh, what he does when he wakes up tomorrow uh and we still haven't gotten to the point where he's going to get that bombshell news for and and how about those uh text messages between uh tom and shiv man uh those are those are high-powered executive uh texts just want to uh, point that out there they were steamy i got my blood a little bit 
prepare yourself because tomorrow could be a coronation for the Conheads. Connor Roy. Uh, I guess Connor, I mean, he, he seems like the bell of the ball right now. I mean, everyone wants him to drop out of the race. Uh, his brother, uh, his brother's Nazi friend. Um, he could have his pick of countries that we're not really sure uh, where they are. Um, he's hanging out with cousin Larry. Um, every and and he's got Willow, the only person in the room who doesn't think he's a joke. So I'd have to say that he is a, a big buy right now. His advisor said, "My liege." With that facial hair, that was that was that was a top moment of my week. Uh, that made me that delighted me to no end. No, he's up, man. He's he's a buy. You don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, and he'll be fine, no matter what happens with this whole deal business. He doesn't care, and I like that he doesn't really care. And he and he's obvious with it. I think it will be funny if this ends and he's in the best situation of them all. Because you could argue he's always been in the best situation with them all. Uh, it's just not really what the show's about. Jerry, she's done. She's out. Uh, she's getting a sweet, 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 sweet treat on the way out, though. Yeah. Um, I I mean, definitely a buy for her. Um, as the character, it seems like a big sell. Since uh, it seems like the character of Jerry is kind of runner course now. And we've got a couple episodes left, and we're not going to see much Jerry, it seems. I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll throw us a curveball. Yeah, it is a bummer. Um, you know, this was very light on uh, the C-suite people, and I kind of have yeah. reflected that. I, I sure enjoyed the time when they're on screen, maybe more than anybody else, because they kind of provide that softness um, and, and, and dulls it uh, a, a little bit, uh, much like that uh, wine that is German, but don't say that it's German that Tom was trying to push on everybody, uh, including by creating some sort of like scarcity concept of uh, supply and demand. We got Shiv, Shiv, big moves. Um, again, for about 20 minutes, I thought it might work out on that. Uh, I, it always seemed like a bad idea for her to do this. And uh you know, personally, professionally, things are things are looking a bit bleak for her. Yeah, uh, she was in a bad place. Um, I I I was almost wondering if she would drop the uh, the baby bomb on Tom mm -hmm. when he said that, but she did not. So she has one more card to play to uh, really hurt him, which is gonna seems like it could be brutal to uh to watch um but again it's it's been like three days so i she's she's just so early she's so far away from her 20 week scan at this point um but yeah everything falling apart it seemed like she was in control like she was playing both sides so masterfully and then she found out one side was complete bullshit and the other side uh she's part of kendall's plant she's Kendall said she she and Roman are uh, part of the plan, but not part of the plan or something like that. So I don't see how it really works out, except for the fact that she has a lot of money. And uh, as Tom pointed out, all the influence and connections. She's 
so amazing as a tactician at hurting someone. Um, yes. it, I, it's, you know, say what you want about the behavior and you should, and we should send the right message here. Uh, but she's damn good at it. Uh, she's elite. This is an elite. We'll cut you down person. Uh, and, and, and she's in my pantheon. She'll be in my next, uh, book about television. Uh, the big book of television. Uh, I love to rank where Serbeck each and every character is and then compare them to Pearl Jam songs. Small screen time, memorable name, Carly Flight, the pod goddess. Uh, seems like she's going to have a lot to talk about, a lot of pod content. So obviously that's a buy. I th- I'm at the point. Yeah, she she was great. Great name, Carly Flight. Like, oh, pod goddess. Yeah, of course. Like that. Those make sense together when you say them this quickly. Podis was right there. Yes. I, again. Yeah. Pottis. Oh, why don't these writers think of anything? They stink. They're on strike. Oh. <laughs> and we support them. Huh? No, I mean, I support them. I was just, I'm, I'm not sure where you're getting your information uh, about, about timelines from like, you know, it's all moving target. Uh, I, I think that the buy for her personally, but I almost, when I see like podcasters depicted on screen now, I, I, I hate it. Um, like it's, and it almost feels like outdated. I think like in the sleek world of succession, the fact that they still have a podcaster bouncing around was a bit surprising. Big moment for this next character who has not had a lot of big moments in recent seasons. And that's Rava. Oh yeah. I, I forgot about that. Um, you know, uh, Kendall's uh, child that he has that we never see um, was pushed past in the street by someone wearing a uh, offensive T-shirt. So, I mean, was something said? It, I couldn't even tell if something was really said. It was just someone walked by wearing a shirt. Um, but, yeah, her, her father is running a uh, very bad company, so she's uh, the daughter is her going through some tough times as uh, everyone hates ATN. So Rava is dealing with a lot of shit, including uh, sharing a child with Kendall Roy, who uh, will give her a call because what kind of father do you think he is? She was great uh, in, in the street. She's like, why are you asking me why our daughter was on the street? Uh, and just, my blood was boiling just near MoMA. The words uh, that 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 she was hearing, knowing like the backdrop of of all that Kendall has been through this series, I, I it's I would love to know more about what their relationship looked like uh, in the in the good times. Uh, she seems cool. Seems like she would be a really good influence on Kendall, and maybe that's why you know it would never work. Uh, but I, I was just delighted to see her out there. Um, and I thought that like when they described it so vaguely, I thought that was supposed to be like an illusion to like, it was some sort of like compoundance of, of microaggressions and Kendall wasn't really capable of hearing it. And he was just saying like, she, she was pushed, you know, she just, he just went to like the most like physical black and white thing moving on. Um, oh, oh, it does not get any better. We got Eva. Eva, um, Eva, uh, my friend, uh, 
you have your legal counsel. You must. You've, I mean, you got the bricks of blood. Um, get out of there. Um, take that money and go do something. Do something for you. Um, maybe uh, move to some other country. Um, I know that Matson has the the money to follow you, but you know he he'll probably get bored. So just don't be five feet away from him at all times. And I think things will get better for you. So I think if she can get out now, stock way up, buy. Um, but if she waits until February when Gojo is acquired by uh, Waystar, then what if she's on the kill list and she's trying to sue uh, Matson in a Swedish court when he doesn't have anything? She needs to pull a Jerry. Uh, yeah immediately uh she could learn from that um you know trailblazer in this department but i think that i why why does she have this job i think that things are going to look pretty bleak for her on the outside she doesn't like to talk um she immediately spills the beans about the whole india situation that by the way was that's a low moment for me on this uh on tonight's show i i that was a little too easy. That felt really convenient to me, but she didn't seem to enjoy any part of it or, or have any acumen in the department. So Gojo is not small either. So like, I think that they were, and knowing Lucas Matson, uh, there's probably a deluge of things they need to comment on or respond to each and every day. It almost seemed like it was so easy. It almost seemed like it was going to be like a, a setup to uh, see how quickly uh kendall and roman would try and use that mm -hmm. which was immediately but then it also seemed like no she was just talking shit because she hates it there and as soon as uh whoever said something uh Madison was like what's it ebbett or uh the other guy who was uh to the moon on mushrooms or some shit well he's up next that's oscar gudhansen um also not not great at his job again i have to state <laughs> one more time one more time that the whole reason they went out to new york was to try to be charming and they were <laughs> as bad as as possible and now having said all that i will go first here and i'll say that i, I think it's i think it's a buy because this is what he does every day and every time, and he's going to be just fine because clearly he's been enabled to be exactly like this and it hasn't hurt him at all. Especially if the full reverse Viking works and they end up getting bought out and he'll be on the kill list and he'll probably have a very nice compensation package. So it seems like, I mean, except for the fact that he's stuck in New York where nothing good happens, um, I see it was a strong episode for him. You know, he, he got to talk shit to everybody and then be amazed by Greg firing people. So what's not to like? Yeah. Except everything. Uh, <laughs> penultimate Nate Safrelli. He's back. Did we miss him? No. Did we care about him? No. Did you remember him? Not really. Uh, but here he is on IMDb. Well, I definitely remembered him because in the lead up to the season, I watched a couple episodes and it was a very big thing in the uh, first season, the wedding episode when Tom got to kick him out of the wedding. 
Um, so I knew who Nate was, but yeah, very insignificant. Um, it's not really clear what he's doing, but he's important now. He was important. He's a, he's a pole. So we have to respect him because that's our business. Uh, but Nate, uh, it, I guess it depends on if his guy wins tomorrow on election day. If he does, then Nate is good. If he loses, then Nate sucks. <laughs> tomorrow, you think this thing is getting decided? I think we're going to have a uh, vote counting controversy oh, yeah. based on what, I, on what I saw. That's That'll probably drag out uh, for some time. But again, time is very confusing on this show. It's like, uh, you know, it's it's biblical days. But the thing is about Nate, uh, which he's 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 a hold. Like if you were in Nate business before, I'm not going to tell you to get out of it now. It, it's that's. But I I guess he went to this party just so he could see Shiv because he was always going to tell Kendall uh, when this plan came up that he wanted to play by the rules, like he's a play by the rules guy. So uh, his whole point in being there, I I think, was to see Shiv, uh, which. I think Tom picked up on, and I guess that was his purpose here, but I, I think we're done with him. I, I can't see him walking through that door anymore in the future because he's certainly not the one to deliver the big hammer or the, or like the memorable uh, capstone on this whole thing. Unless he is the, he's not the stepdad. He's the dad that steps up. Uh, <laughs> what if Nate ends up raising Tom's child? I mean, that, that seems like that is a spinoff right there. I, I think, yeah, I think that the kid would be fine. I think that that's probably best case scenario. All right, we've come to the end. Um, the man who, uh, you don't know what he's going to say next. Get the bleep button out when he's around. He dresses like Ryan Gosling in Drive. He has no compunction about saying exactly what's on his mind. He, he's... Got a bit of a, a situation they're looking to in India, dealing with uh, some boring number stuff. Not a coder, technically, but a coder at heart. Lucas Matson. It was a, it was a very in, enjoyable episode. If you like uh, awkward European people, he's he's an amusing character. He apparently he's apparently less put together than. We thought he was when we first found out about the uh, sending blood to the uh, person who works for him. Nothing is going right for him. Uh, it seems like he's losing control of the situation. He's he's not very cool. Um, I, I think he was portrayed as cool. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping maybe Adrian Brody can uh, step back in here at some point and become the uh, de facto guest star tall person. But... Yeah, Lucas Matson's. it seems like things are falling apart for him, um, unless Shiv can create a second India. So I'm I'm going to go with a sell for our boy, Matson. Yeah, it's a sell. Um, I think that his career in this area was always going to burn incredibly bright and, and then explode. Uh, he was he's not going to fade away slowly uh whatever happens whether it be on this series timeline or whether it be after it in the imaginary world uh, it's going to come to a spectacular uh conclusion uh like a rocket blowing up uh perhaps you know maybe that's a bit too on the nose for what we're doing here 
but he yeah you're right you're right about him initially being cool and and just sucking because i don't want to spend time with him like he's a dick (laughs) he's an asshole like that's all there is to it and like he's not playing 4d chess he's just being awful you know and like he's the reason why it works for him is because he has all that money. Like it's not some grand master plan. Yeah. It'll, it'll be interesting to see uh, what he does next, because it seems like Gojo is something he built, even if he didn't uh, come up with the original code or whatever. Um, is he going to, if he sells Gojo to Waystar, Will he then become like Jack Dorsey trying to uh, create Gojo 2.0 with a different name and just like just trying anything he can and be like, oh, oh well, I, I can't believe how Kendall Roy uh, handled that situation. Uh, it's not what I would have done. It's like, well, you shouldn't have sold it, you dummy. Um, but I, I think all the money will he, he'll be OK. Uh, but the character uh, just the wheels are falling off for Matson. I got it as Kendall having about a 65% chance to, to best Matson uh, in this play. Uh, I don't think it's any more clear cut than that. I, I would expect something to come up uh, here. I don't think it's going to be a, a clean break, but we have to tie that up. We have to do the election. We have to do the eulogy. That's all that remains in succession. Uh, And it's crazy. Like I don't anticipate that there's just not enough time to get to anything brand new uh, and and building it to a boil here. We're going to get these things being tied up, maybe a shock, uh, maybe a more conventional ending. I think that the great thing is, is I'm in the place to accept whatever they want to do. Uh, unless it's as a uh, friend of the pod, Andrew Marchand said, uh, brand taking over. I think that's the only way to <laughs> screw this up. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm just down for whatever. And I think that we're going to get two and a half more hours of arguably the best and, and certainly the most like modern iconic TV show that we all experience together uh kind of in that shared space and it's it's awesome but it's also like man only two more nights of this only two more nights of this and then it's gone forever and then it's just gonna like kind of be in lore i just wanted to kind of mark like that historical moment because we you know we do this we tune in and i think for me it really snuck up on me when i i came down here to record it and i was just like man this is almost it uh and, and we made it uh it's uh it's exciting but it's kind of scary too yeah i think um first we we kind of thought this was over when game of thrones ended um this like one communal night thing and i think the uh, hbo is gonna hold on to this um i think something else will be the next uh, uh event where everybody has to tune in on the same night i don't i don't know how this is going to end um, I, I like how when it made headlines, like the final episode is going to be 90 minutes long. It's going to be feature length. It's like, okay, so there's going to be like 20 extra minutes. It's like, 
Game of Thrones is like throwing like in episodes their entire final up final season. Um, Ted Lasso is doing like hour long, uh, half hour comedy episodes right now. This this just does not phase me at all. Um, you if if you want to give me a full movie like feature length feature length is like two hours and fifteen minutes now. I mean ninety minutes is like a a, a standard Adam Sandler comedy. Um, so I'm, I'm just not impressed with the numbers. Um, so you can go back and get a uh, two India's worth of, uh, final episodes in my opinion. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's going to be weird when it's gone, but, um, after this episode, you know, it seems like it might be time. Yeah. Well, look, well, that's wow. Uh, Stephen yeah. A. Smith, uh, sorry. Colin, uh, wow. That is, that is spicy. Something to chew on. Uh, leave them wanting more. They always say, uh, yeah, you're right. You know, there there were some cracks there, but it, it, it was still great. Uh, and it'll probably be the only opportunity we ever get to uh, mildly critique this show. So I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, for Steve- yeah, I mean, maybe Logan. Oh, sorry. Yeah, maybe Logan's death was, uh, was the high point. Um, that episode was so good. And yeah. Uh, just getting a little taste of Logan in the last episode was so fun uh, as him being a horrible person. Maybe it just really needs Logan to uh, be succession. Just saying. No, you said the smartest thing last. Uh, <laughs> I think that you could really make an argument there and we will, and we'll litigate it uh, two more times uh, and then, you know, forever and slack uh, when we're bored instead of doing work. For Stephen Douglas, I'm Kyle Coster. This has been The Big Stream, a production from thebiglead.com. Really nice party. Cool family.